Yeah. Well, hey, Luke, why don't you tell the good people where we're going to be this week? I honestly don't. We're going to be in St. Louis. At the Shaffley Shaffley Tap Room Ooh. on Tuesday. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. Uh, everyone that I've said that to in the St. Louis area is like, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? That sounds awesome. So I did a parish mission on Sunday night um, at a place called Glen Carbon, Illinois. And there's a handful of young adults who were watching the kids, so they weren't at my talk. There's a handful of younger people that were there as well, most boomers. God bless the boomers. And Where uh, would it be without you? <clears throat> yeah, nowhere. And possibly better. Uh, and uh, this guy came up to me and goes, where's it going to be? And I'm like, the Chaflet tap room, the Shafley tap room. And he's like, oh, that's awesome. I love that place. 7 to 9 p.m., Tuesday night. Uh, what day? Is it the 23rd? 23rd. 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 Tomorrow 23rd. the 23rd. Yeah, so we're going to be there, and we're going to do a Catching Foxes Live. So There we go. I'm super-duper excited about it. I am, and my too. wife is not going to come. Oh, Shannon! So let me tell you that this is funny. Me and my wife kind of got in a fight. <laughs> did, <laughs> it, did it involve me? Yes. <laughs> oh, no, it did? Well, it involved Catching Foxes. Okay. So I said, so, honey, are you down for coming tomorrow night? And she goes, what? No, I'm not coming. Like, dismissive backhand to the curb. I go, you know, honey, we're all here together. Don't you want to hang out with Luke? Don't you want to go and do this? And she goes, what, you mean sit in a chair by myself with a bunch of people who are 10 years younger than me while you and Luke entertain everyone? <laughs> Shannon, that's your dream. <laughs> I don't understand why she lived that for, for college practice. That, that was practically when she was in grad school. That's what it was like. <laughs> that literally is your life. So I was like, honey, come on. This is ridiculous. And I go, when I went to Cincinnati, Aaron came to freaking everything. And she goes, do you want me to come? Are you? I didn't even know you were expecting me to come. And I said to her, you know, I'm kind of shocked that you weren't expecting yourself to come. I was, I was a little upset. Was I justified in being upset? Um, I don't know if I'd like upset would be the right word. Fussy? Could I be fussy I about can, that? I can understand you. I, I can. I understand your concerns. I understand. I'm also trying to find the questions, so I'm like, well, uh, I don't have like a lot of thoughts on it. But I understand. Oh, oh there we go. I found them. Okay. Ooh, we had 700 people that were engaged with this. Um, <laughs> so I mean, come on. Like, okay. I, like, it's not that I've, I'm hanging the moon here. No, no. Now this, um, this is the weird thing about. When you are – when, like, being um, friends with people who are married is that, like, sometimes you do get put in the middle of a fight like this. Yeah. Yeah, totally. There's really only one other couple that it's that it's, uh, that it's it's happened with for me, but it does happen. And it's always like I – you are both my friend and I uh, – I'm going to go. <laughs> I've walked out of a room while my friends have started to argue before and been like, not doing this. <laughs> so I told Shannon, I go, listen, so that was last night. Today, um, I saw her and I was like, okay, honey, let me just say this. You don't have to come tomorrow night because I think one wife is enough at a time for me to handle. And so I'll just deal with Luke. <laughs> and she's like, that makes sense to me. <laughs> so I don't think she's going to But I, I could also see her, like, uh, I told Aaron this. Like, I was like, when we're at, I, I, I don't. Um, I told her that when we did our live show, I was like, "You like," and I mean, she, this is going to sound harsh, but I don't want the responsibility of having to entertain her. Yeah, and I'm not saying that Aaron um, needs to be entertained. I'm right, just saying right. that threat of that idea of of like, well, she might not know a lot of people here. I do, but I'm also having to like run this thing and be the thing. 
which that was the first and last time I will ever do that shit. But uh, that was <laughs> awful. That was absolutely awful. That was pretty awful. Yeah. You should just default to Sarah next time. Oh my, well, that's before we had hired her. So oh, that's if right, we that's had, right. I would have been like, run this shit and I'm out. <laughs> like, get your own get your own <laughs> volunteers. I don't care who. Even get the weird college kids. Um, like, I usually say no college <laughs> kids b- besides one guy because he's cool. That's you, Paco. But um, Oh, Paco. Paco. Good man. You remember Paco, right? I do. I do. Good pa- man. I love Paco. He's a good dude. Um, he's, he's so kind. He's just like – Paco's the kind of guy who just – like, we all need, like, some um, Catholic guy who just gives you hope for, like, okay, the people are okay. Like, the kids are all right. If there are people like uh, like um, Paco, everything's fine. Anywho. He gives the best back massages. You going to leave it at that? <laughs> Paco gives the best back massages. <laughs> Paco, a back massager for the ages. Um, ladies, his name is Paco. He's in Cincinnati and he's an engineering major. You know what? You know what that means? He won't be poor and has decent job security until the robots take over. <laughs> robots that he designed, so I'm sure he'll put in a back door to yeah. escape. <laughs> so, anywho, um, so I told Aaron. So, so I said to Aaron, I says, um. So I just says to her, I says, the coppers are coming after me. That's one of my favorite my favorite Simpsons line is where they like cut all of a sudden to Bart yeah. and Lisa yeah. and he goes, so it says to Mabel, I says, and then Homer walks in and they never refer to it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so it's funny. wonderful. Um, but it, it is true. Like I can understand from her point of view, she doesn't know anyone there. She's more of an introvert. Um, if she understood that she had to be on, I think she could probably work. Um, um, work the room, and Aaron's the exact same way. Aaron's really good at uh, working a room. Um, I had to get to a point where when I did my like, actually, true true story. Aaron and I got to one of the biggest fights of our marriage. My first big night of ministry. It was really bad. What was it about? Um, we were doing a concert event, and we did a BYOB. And we didn't have a bartender because it was – and we just had, like, alcohol out there. And a person had brought a bottle of Jack, and I just um, put it there. And it was very chill. It wasn't crazy. It wasn't – it was just, like – it was very, very chill. And Aaron was like – and this is when her scrupulosity kicked in. And she was like, you need to have a person, like, there. I'm managing that. I'm like, no. And we just – and it just – it devolved into a very bad argument. She ended up, like, I'm leaving. We were, like, kind of going out in the parking lot <laughs> for a bit. By going at it, you mean as in like no, we were like not um, not um yelling, but if you would have walked past, you would have gone. This is tense. Okay, I think at one point in time, I said you have ruined my first night of actual ministry (laughs) 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 because you know I have a flair for for the dramatic. No, not you, baby. No, I know, right? It's my first time being on my own. Just kind of it was my first really was my first um, young adult (laughs) event, and. and so we've kind of had to come to a point where it's, where it's just like I need – like she understands. And this is actually – I mean this is part of, uh, of her. It's, I'm not saying that like she was wrong and I and like I was right or that I was wrong and she was right. I just think it just was kind of this perfect storm of – I kind of realized that for me, I actually don't want her at s- some of the things that I do because I have to focus on what's going on and how I'm and if she doesn't like it or has an opinion especially if it creeps into her scrupulosity it, it can be a, it just becomes very unpleasant not oh yeah totally and but you have to have your attention divided unless she is like you said working the room yeah so like, it, Shannon is not going to work the room she's going to sit there with her drink yeah. and laugh at all my jokes but 
then she's just going to sit there. So unless she has a buddy with her, it's going to be difficult, which I hope her um, cousin Mary Kate can come because they're fans of the show. She's a fan of the show. She's the one that got me to come out to her high school here in St. Louis, Chaminade, and lead that boys retreat that I did. Which then became our episode, Boys to Men. ABC, so BBD. Mm-hmm. I literally, literally, my fraternity guys for the Exodus ninety started listening to the podcast. Whoopsies, and uh, and one of the guys was like, "Do you know an excellent episode to start in is Boys to Men? Like you got it." And I was like, "What are you talking about? Oh, the episode? Yeah, that was a great one." But yeah, so they're already picking favorites, so that makes me happy. Hi guys. <laughs> Hi friends, um, it is yeah. It, so I think, um, gosh, I hope I didn't make myself sound like a huge asshole when it came to like. Ha- but it's too late. I, you yeah. did that on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you just assumed that uh, something happened this past week. Yep. Um, by the way, I mixed up the D and the I on that one tweet. That was it. <laughs> you had to was, make an asshole comment. I <laughs> just mixed I thought up. it was. I thought it was um, number one. Yes, I did have to. But I thought it was. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, what am I gonna say? I thought it was a, a autocorrect trying to change Nuziandi into something else, and it was like, Whoop, "What's that, Luke?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I just think I was just—I just think I got the D in the I because I don't know Latin in the slightest. Um, It's—I I think it's like really if if you have a job that your friends and your spouses can go to see you doing part of that job, do you want them there? Like, yes. I'm, I'm trying to think of, like, what are other examples of that? Right, 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 so right. No, I get it. Have musicians, stand-ups, like, b- b- I'm, I'm trying to think. Yeah, anything where you are performing, if, if you're working at a restaurant, I think I would want, I think I want people there. Like, um, Christina came to our live show. I um, know if we did one out in Arizona, like, Emily, I mean, my whole family would come out if we did one out in Phoenix. Yeah. But I think I would want them to also know, like, hey, when I'm there. Okay, so, like, when, when we had Dean Wade there, like, we, you know, we hung out with them for a bit. But they also kind of knew, like, we had to do our thing. Yeah. And so we kind of. It is hard. It is hard. Okay. Yeah. Point made. Point made. I uninvited my wife. So I think she should be good to not be there. No, let's keep hashing this out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to. Uh, okay. Are we ready for. 10- well, 40- I mean, I. Uh, to finish the hash, First Corinthians mm-hmm. chapter seven: the unmarried man is anxious about things of the Lord and how to please the Lord, whereas the married man is anxious about things of the world and how to please his wife. And let me tell you what: I am anxious when it comes to pleasing my wife. <laughs> you should, and I mean that in every shade of meaning. <laughs> She's a demanding lover. <laughs> you know it's funny she was interviewed with cameron frad and i've shared this before she was interviewed with cameron frad on her patreon show to have like brutally honest conversations with like five different women for among the lilies about um like sex and relationships and so i started listening and i couldn't listen without editing so i started editing the show together and i was like oh my god it is more brutally honest than catching foxes is <laughs> Could you could you edit the parts out about me being woefully inadequate as a lover? Could you edit that down a little? <laughs> you told them about my mole. <laughs> it's a goiter. Ah! <laughs> I had it surgically removed when I was a teenager. Hence the hideous scar that runs up and down my thighs. Both <laughs> thighs. Uh, we are a glorious people, and Matt Frat is our song as I stare at, at his picture on our Facebook page. That's my imitation of a didgeridoo. What'd you think? All righty, so I'm here at Getty Images. I typed in the word 
nuns. And now I see, oh, good, the first thing is a demonic image of a nun from a horror movie. Wonderful. Then some women who may be nuns, may not. A woman holding a book that looks old and tattered. Some group pictures from the back of nuns as they walk or congregate or hold hands. Methinks these were done without the nuns' permission. Some very stock photos of nuns that clearly probably are not nuns with a generic black and white habit. Oh, look. Here's a nun. She looks, yep, sexy. Oh, great. We got a sexy nun. Oh, another demon nun. Ooh, here's a sexy nun with a wrinkled habit with a VR headset on. That makes no sense. Here's an illustration of a nun dancing in the street, hiking up her skirt. Oh, good. More demon nuns. This nun has an eye patch with a machine gun. This one, a lot of makeup for a nun. A lot of, oh, this nun, elderly, and she's flipping off the camera. And this one has her habit pulled up to revealing she's wearing sexy, sexy lingerie. Oh, gosh. I wish there was a place I could go that had good Catholic stock photography and video. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was even in beta, and so they're constantly adding new stuff to it that had awesome 4K quality, real images of nuns and priests, as well as Catholic lay folks. Maybe a sick 4K video of a couple about to walk to the church on their wedding day. Oh, wait. CatholicStock.com. That's right. Head over to CatholicStock.com, which is still in beta, so they're just building up their library, and you can get high-quality images and video for a low, low price, especially if you use Foxes as a promo code. You get 20% off your whole first order. The way you use Catholic Stock is you buy individual tokens, and the tokens are used of varying amounts for images, video, and 4K. So head on over to CatholicStock.com. Use the promo code FOXES. Thanks to the fine folks at Catholic Stock for supporting this show and not having sexy nuns or demonic nuns in their stock photos and images. It was good. Oh, Matt, I apologize. Did not get back to your, to your text message. Today was a busy day, which is one of the things that I want to bring up really really quick. Yeah, Luke's going on, homeowner. I am the most overwhelmed I have been in a while. <laughs> Every time I talk to you, you are the most overwhelmed. <laughs> I know. Well, this, the past two months. Are you moving again? I guess you're moving no, again. No, no. It's just okay. So Aaron, we decided on Thursday to fly Aaron out to L.A. because – as the majority of you are aware, Erin was a Carmelite novice for a bit. Then she discerned out, and then I met her like a year afterwards. Anywho, um, there's nothing quite like being at the Seacom Conference and seeing a huge picture of your wife in a habit. Anywho, um, so like she decided to go. I was here with the dogs all weekend, and I know dogs are not the same as kids. I'm not trying to, to say that. We had a lot of stuff to, to do at the house. We had to get this couch removed because we're getting a, a new couch. Uh, just, just a, a lot of um, random things had to happen, and I, I would just, and I'm just so tired, and I'm, I, and I realize that how I cope with stuff, even though we went through all the, these years of talking about how we need to be detached from our phones and the Anima technique of vacuum and blah 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 for all the talking that I do about that. Do you know how I love to unwind? Netflix. So I like in between everything, I just binged um, Rick and Morty. Uh, about probably about like a season and a half's worth, and I'm just so tired, and I'm realizing that's not a healthy way to cope. But so, just, in order to recover from the busyness, you overloaded yourself on television. Yeah, so it'd be and like it didn't it didn't recreate you at all. Yeah, yep, and like it little, just drained you. It, yep, in spurts of like two to two and a half hours here and there, like an hour, half hour, or whatever. I did it just before we started. 
I watched about an episode and a half. And I'm just, and we had it. It's just, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I hate the fact that that's my go-to way to like. I still don't really know how to relax, how to like, kind of come down and, I, I, how did you put it? Recreate. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, you don't know how to do leisure. You only, it's like for humanity, we oscillate between as Americans overwork and overindulge. And it's like, I can't just have a spoonful of ice cream. I have to have a whole pint. I can't eat pints. I have to go keto, kind of like Matt Frad, but it's like as a culture, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm, I get like that in a lot of ways because I, because I have so many of the side jobs that I'm trying to keep going and people are communicating with me. These Sometimes people communicate very small things, but they're crucial details to them. And so I'm like, ah, oh, I have no brain power to give them a, a paragraph summary of a talk right now. So that's just going to have to wait till Saturday. And it'll be like a Monday. And then Wednesday will come, and I'll get a follow-up email, and then I'll get a follow-up phone call. And now I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> so now I'm harboring negative, resentful feelings when, in fact, I could have just said, hey, I need to get this to you. I realize I need to get this to you, but it has to be on Saturday or Sunday. I cannot do it right now. And by, you know, doing the thing like shifting our summer schedule to whenever on Saturday instead of 5 a.m. on Friday has enabled me to have a lot more flexibility with this podcast. Because in the summer, I'm going from huge work event to huge family event. And that's one of the things that I don't plan. I didn't think. I thought, oh, it's summertime. The kids aren't having school. There'll be more freedom and flexibility. But no, it's like. Well, now we're going to go to so-and-so's house and go swimming. We're going to go to grandma and grandpa's house for vacation. We're going to, you know, and now it's like these huge things where it's like you have to tie things up with a huge bow before you leave and or before these events. So it's crazy. So this event that I did on Sunday, poor Paula, um, she was my rep that I was working with at the parish. Um, She had emailed me at the perfect time like two months ago, and I called her immediately back, and I was like, I'd love to do this event. I'm going to be in St. Louis I could come to your parish. And they were small parish. They couldn't afford to have, like, pay a speaker from out of town and all that stuff. They just couldn't have done that. And so I'm like, oh, no, I'll be here. You just pay me a nominal fee, and I'll come up there. And, well, nominal, you know, it's all relative. But um, so I came up there, and I did uh, two 50-minute talks, hour-long talks um, for them with uh, small group questions after each. Um, so I could run upstairs and towel off because I was sweating like a monkey. But um, As is tradition. But that, so, like, we communicated amazingly well for the first, like, month and a half. And then crunch time happened where every night I'm giving these theology of the body lectures. Um, during the day, I have to get everything done because I'm going on vacation. And before I go on vacation, I'm doing Steubenville East. And there are two new talks that I've never given before. At the, like, the other, usually with Steubenville conferences, the speakers give the same talks at different conferences. So they don't have to prepare multiple stuff. But I was giving completely different talks. And so I was like, okay, whatever, you know, here we go, buckle up, baby birds. And so there were so many, like, things on the horizon that, uh, like, with Steubenville, they're super professional, and they give you a slide deck, and you have to create the slides and send and upload it 100% done. They want it, like, two weeks before, but they're, you know, they're, their partners work with you really well. But um, I'm like, I, I can't even look at this thing right now until I got X, Y, and Z done and, you know, all this stuff. And so, anywho, long story short, um, that's one of the big things is I, I, I end up giving these avalanches. And honestly, the only way I was able to keep my head above water, and I'm sure you're annoyed to hear it, is Exodus 90. Now that that's over, I've, I've, I have a little bit of a distaste and hesitancy to slide back into, oh, now I can just watch TV. Oh, sure. Like, I don't, yeah, yeah, no. It, mm-hmm. it literally, like, it broke me of my Netflix habit. 
Like at night, I would come home. Me and my wife would, you know, usually I would pick up a bottle of wine, and we would have like half a bottle, and we would watch a show on Netflix or Amazon Prime or on um, Hulu or whatever because we don't have cable. And then that became like a daily thing. So instead of talking to each other, we'd watch it. Well, when I started going through Exodus 90, every so often she would watch like The Crown season whatever and Downton Abbey shows that I don't care about at all. But then I would sit down with her and we started having these wonderful conversations at night. We followed up in the morning and neither of us were turning to television. And it became a huge bonus for our wedding or for our marriage because it's funny because it's just like I don't think you're like our problem. I don't think is indulgence in terms of like, like for me, the, my problem was I had a million options and I'm constantly choosing the easy option. Mm-hmm. And when I had that extra thing of like, there's a group of men who you have to t- give your report to and X, yeah. Y, and Z. That was just enough for me to be like, no, I'm not going to snack. I'm not going to eat ice cream. I'm not going to drink alcohol. I'm not going to do this. And it just, it just helped me reframe that. No, that's and good. It's, I, like, do you when like when you're trying to lose weight and you start eating healthy? You ever heard the phrase? Um, I don't have good self control, but I have good store control. Like when I go to the grocery store, I'm very disciplined in what I purchase. But when I'm hungry at ten o'clock at night, I have no discipline. <laughs> yeah. So if I can leverage the one for the sake of the other and realize, oh look, there is no cheap, easy crap that I can fill myself up with. I might as well drink a glass of water and go to bed. It's like ten times better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. It. Uh, I, I think like one thing that I'm. Um, one thought that I just had that I, I don't know if this is true or not, but I'm gonna talk this out. Like, I, th- I think we're starting to get kind of old, you know. Like, like so old. We have, you know, we've got now. I mean, we did the math between us when we did a talk out in out in Alaska. We combined our like years of of, of, of working for the Catholic Church, and we were like, oh shit, that's a lot, <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. And there was just, how did this happen? And but I, I think we also like at times can forget how like, young we actually are, and so that certain experiences we yeah. have are new. So as your kids get older, like you don't know, like like you know how to have toddlers, like you, you know how to deal with them, but do you know how to deal with ten year olds and no. what the schedule no. of a ten year old is like? You know, and you're about to enter into that, right? Like, cause yeah. how old is Agatha? She's nine. She's nine. Yeah. Yeah, she's about to be ten, and so. Um, that's all my kids are excited to see you tomorrow. Just, I can't wait. Just want to, they're already warming up the fat Lukey, flat Lukey <laughs> thing. They have been listening to a steady diet of me without you. Kateri told me yesterday that it's her favorite band of all time. Of course. That's why I love Kateri. <laughs> my bud. The other day I walked in and she goes, daddy, what song is that? And I go, oh, it's just the one after, um, the angel of death came to David's room and she goes, oh, goodbye. I. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And I, I literally, literally, Luke, I, I stopped everything I was doing. I walked across the room and I just held her and I said, this is why you're amazing. <laughs> Go tell your mother this story. Shame her. Shame. Well, now Shannon's been listening because the kids are requesting it in their, you know, play Kids Bomb, play it. My Little Pony, play Me Without I You. <laughs> like the, the song that really turned my daughter onto it was i said hey this song's about a kitty cat <laughs> and she goes what and so it's a called the song is um, a glass can only spill what it contains. contains yeah and they loved it because it's a, i was like yeah it's about a zoo and there's a kitty cat that comes in and even though it's the smallest of all the animals featured at the zoo that everyone comes to see the cat says 
now everyone watch me scale these outside walls and no one clips my claws and all this stuff. And she's like, so she sat there listening to the song and followed every lyric, every word in the lyrics. And she's like, Daddy, play the kitty cat song again. <laughs> Would it be great if she starts um, walking around the house going, uh, what new mystery is this? What new mystery is this? <laughs> you know what, Luke? You know what? Mm. She just might when you get here. <laughs> what song uh, is that? What song is that? It's uh, it, we, we went to Portugal and, uh, and Spain, and, and, her, and her mind the entire time that rained glass can only, I think it's a glass can only yeah. spill what yeah, it yeah, contains. Yeah, that's yeah. It. <laughs> Every time it rained, a glass can only spill what it contains. You know what? I don't know the name of the song. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyways, my point. Oh, I love that band so much. Um, yeah, and that's why I named one of my Theology of the Body talks, uh, What New Mystery Is This? Because that's when that was the day that Katiri said that, and I was like, oh, "That's awesome." <laughs> Anywho, you were saying it's still new to us these yeah. experiences of my daughter liking my music, even though my <laughs> wife despises it, and the other stuff my daughter listens to is a woman named JoJo Siwa, and it's the crappiest little kid music of all time. She's <laughs> going back between kids, Bob JoJo Siwa, and uh, me without you's brother sister. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, a meditation on it. creation, St. Francis, <laughs> Moses, yeah. a little bit of Islam. <laughs> Cecilia comes up to me and goes, Daddy, play in a sweater poorly knit. That's my favorite song. And I said, Cecilia, is that really your favorite song or did Mommy tell you to say that? And she goes, no, that's my favorite song. Why? And I said, because Mommy gave Daddy and Mr. Luke a lot of grief for playing that <laughs> at our wedding reception. <laughs> And then Shannon from the other room, she's like, it cleared the whole dance floor. Everyone got off the dance floor. And I was Except like, for me, you and Kelsch. Luke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, blessed Kelsch. Uh, oh. Blessed be, be the name of Kelsch. Um, so, like, <laughs> I, I think we, like, one thing that I'm starting, starting to realize is I need to factor that in. So, okay, getting back to like a lot of the stuff newness, is newness. Thing, like even though we're even though we feel old, there's still new things that we're encountering all the time. Yeah, so you know, like I didn't really, you know, I underestimated how much work it was going to take for me this um, weekend at our house. It's not like we don't have a fixer upper. There was just stuff to do, you know, and it's just it's different. It's just different than having a 900 square foot apartment. We have a two story house now, so. Do you like your house? How's it been? I do. I do. You know, uh, the dining room drives me insane. It's really what? small. Okay. But I love the basement, and I I just I, – I thought I would have more time to, like, do this stuff, and I'm like, I'm barely holding on. Like, I, I thought I would, be, would start out landscaping by now. I haven't done a thing. I mean, I've – like, I mow the lawn and stuff, but um, – and it's just – I'm um, – we don't have a routine down quite yet, or the routine that we have down, I don't, I don't necessarily like. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to find ways around that. Like I'm just getting to work kind of, kind of late, and like they don't care. Uh, like they're pretty. Uh, I mean, like they care if I, if I could do my job, obviously. But like they're not like get here at eight forty five, or you're, you know, like yeah. it's just like whatever, you know. But um, and that doesn't necessarily like. Uh, that's not quite the best thing for me because I'm much better for like I have to be there at a certain time or all hell's going to, you know, like I just prefer that. I don't have the self-discipline to really um, get there beforehand. I, I, what I'm saying is to get anything done, I need the fear of God. <laughs> and and uh, so it's just like everything. Why do you think that is? Um, you know, it's funny. When I played football, I was always early. I was early to everything because it was like you could not be late. And I liked – I actually like being early. Uh, um, part of it, I think it's just kind of like it's how my mom was kind of 
Uh, I'm sorry, Mama. I'm not trying to blame you. By the way, she keeps asking me for her sticker. Um, uh, You'll get it soon, Mom. Um, um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what it is either about my monkey brain that unless there's a deadline, like I can't. Like amp up enough to finish it. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And then once yep. the deadline is unmistakably close, there's like it's almost like the anxiety triggers like focus. And I don't, I'm not saying that like dismissively, like oh, I just got to get it done. But no, I like, know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, th- this is the thing for my my event last night on Sunday. I sent her a message saying, "Listen, I'm really slammed this week. I will get you the files on Saturday, probably Saturday evening." And she said, that's fine. As long as you get it to me before, you know, hours before the event so I can print it out, we'll be fine. So I show uh, – so literally all day Friday, uh, I would have little pockets of time that I could go and just spend. And I I literally just had a pages document open because I'm a Mac guy. I had pages, and I'm just staring at it. And I would write down stuff, and then I would delete it because I'm like, I'm not feeling this. I, I can't get my brain around what I want it to say and do for everyone. And um, it wasn't – so Saturday, I had um, four hours on Saturday to focus, and I couldn't do it. Sunday morning, right after Mass, cranked it out, was super happy with it, got it all formatted the way I want, all the content on there, discussion questions that I felt were relevant, scripture verses so that people – because I knew people wouldn't bring the Bible, their Bibles because they're Catholic, and had all that stuff, sent it out to them in PDFs, boom, done. I took your PDF and edited it <laughs> like I was on a roll, and I just got like ten things done. You know, on the on the same way, and I think there are a couple reasons for this. At, like at least with me, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's the same thing with you. So here's the first one. I think part of it is just this ingrained laziness. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily. I mean, it's in a bad way, just in the sense that um, you know, when when um we were in high school. It was still kind of like uh, not like cool to be bad at school, but there wasn't this insane pressure to perform in school that like most kids now have. Yeah, and it, there definitely was a understanding of you're a nerd. Yeah, yeah, and it was just like like you know like how many people would pride themselves on not doing their homework but still doing okay on the test or something like that. Yeah, you know, like you know, like it was always about just do enough to kind of get by. And so I think this idea of like waiting to the last minute was very cultural, and so there's just kind of this thing where we just now become this ingrained habit into our brains that we we're always going to have to reckon with. It'll never really go away because it it happened in such like a formative time of you know our lives. But on top of that, one of the happiest jobs I've ever had, where like I really enjoyed it when I was you know in the in the thick of it over. A, over a consistent period of time was when I bust tables because I loved the pressure of it. I loved just the fact that it was like, here's this thing that you have to do right now. And there are no breaks. There is no stopping. It's chaos for the next four to five hours. And you're going to make a shit ton of money and it's going to be awesome. But you have to bust your ass for the next four to five hours. And it's going to be, you know, and I'm mean, like, there are times that I would like actually be the only on buster there the whole day. So that's like a 12 hour day. Um, of just going, 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 and I loved it. I ab- I absolutely loved it, and um, I didn't like working because I was a lazy twenty um, one year old. But like, I loved um, like the chaotic um, nature of the job, 
and I think there's a thing when you really enjoy that and you almost and you almost you almost thrive in that you don't really know how to do the mundane like it just doesn't you know almost come unnatural to you so it's it's it is a discipline that has to be developed as opposed to a thing that you just have or do i i agree with you but i do want to say something else too is the similarity between football and busing and busing tables sounded like we were Anti-ending segregation in the South. Oh yeah, no, no that's, um, yeah. Sorry, just yeah. I'm, I'm buzzing tables. No, yeah. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> at, <laughs> at the greatest Italian restaurant in the world, Olive Garden. Yeah, <laughs> Olive Garden. So if you've been there, I yeah, I work. They there. pronounce it Italian. No, the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we had no, a Tuscan the... chef. I'm doing air quotes here. <laughs> it was a Greek guy who just screamed at you the whole time. No, but the the unique thing is those were physical jobs where the actual work you put in was finite and measured, even though it was intense. And the crazy thing about knowledge work is it's infinite. It has varying degrees of urgency that you might not even know exist about certain things. And there's never a finality to it. But until you get to the point to where it's due. Yeah, but see, that's the problem is – then you're constantly living in this like cycle of of procrastination, laziness, and then cortisol, adrenaline levels through the roof, get it done. And you can't like the reality is you can't do your best work only in those circumstances. See, like you can do some great stuff, and I'm not denying that, but like the times when I've been able to when I have a I still have to have that deadline approaching, but I have more like I'm fo- like for instance, so the habits and patterns of behavior um, to prepare for my um, uh, radical communities thing for Ascension Press. Go to CatholicSmallGroups.com for more. Um, I just started a website and linked it to it. Um, when I, when I was preparing every morning at four thirty, I would wake up and write for an hour. Now the stuff that I wrote wasn't always good, and I burned a lot of it. But that developed habits in me to where when I had to flip over the small group questions for season four, which is still unpublished, um, it took me one it – t- it took me t- basically 24 hours, two 4 a.m. sessions to get it done. And I had what previously was like two or three weeks worth. So it was like doing this thing over and over again that was very measurable and very specific and somewhat physical because I'm, I'm typing a finite thing. I, I crushed it, and I just got in the habit of crushing that because I, I couldn't have had a book deal. So there was the, the weight of it of this book video deal that I was doing. There was the demand and deadline for scripts ahead of time and for small group questions that are going to be published. So I have to make them publishable uh, before they even go to the editors. they got to be as best as I can make them. And I had all of those things, but I also had what you were talking about, like – I did have a disciplined pattern of behavior. I listened to the same song for an hour, Justin Bieber singing. No, it was Jurassic Park, Park. slowed down 10,000%. And it was, it's almost exactly an hour. It's like 58 minutes. I would listen to that, and I would start typing on my iPad the same thing, the same setup, never changed anything. And I, after my second week of doing that, I just cranked stuff out. But do you think that's the discipline? Do you think that it's just you, like – you know, finding a way to exercise, just like, is that proportion, like, if you look at that project as a whole, and you compare it to that stuff that you had to crank out over the weekend on, on like, on a Sunday, 
is it proportional to the amount of work you had to do for those videos? So like you couldn't do that in a day. You know, it was like that was I'm such a gigantic though such a gigantic project. You had to split that up into 24 hour long, you know, like stuff. But some, but like, but like, hey, I'm a person who I'm like to fancy them, them like, of themselves as being a huge a preparer. May have been like a made made like a forty hour project. Yeah, yeah. You know, so so like what you're like that is you cramming, if you will, but it's cramming within that context. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I, I, like, I'm, I'm cause I, I. So like. When I started doing getting things done was about ten years ago, and I love it still. It's still impacted how I work to this day, but it never quite clicked up for me. And I tried, I tried, I tried. A few things did in terms of the weekly review, um, next action thinking, um, things like that. I think like the like the heart of it did, but in terms of like the system itself, it just doesn't work with my brain because yeah. I, I find it to be too cons- just like t- uh, too mindless. And I, I do think for like sometimes we confuse what we call um, discipline for um, styles. Okay. You know, so if if like I mean, you look at like SNL, how that is made, they do it in a week. Or if you look at um, South Park, they do that in six days from the time right. they can, you know. And people have talked so like with you know like with SNL. Quite often, I believe it's on Tuesday night where they do the bulk of the writing. First, the first read through is on Wednesday. The majority of the writers like have been up for almost twenty four hours, All right? And All it's right. this insane, like it is a it is a grind. And they and there there are people who have said you can do it a different way, but this is just the way it's done and how this show works best within with like in the culture to do it like this. And I think sometimes there's just a way that works best for us. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. saying you should like yeah. wait, but I, I I don't know like I like where's that balance between doing it right and and then doing it in a way that works best for you, and what does that look like? Yeah, it is funny that we switched to Mondays, and I was nervous that Mondays was going to kind of sap us of our ability to perform. But I think we're good. Like I don't think Monday nights have ruined us. No. However, no, I, I will so. say. I, we switched to Monday so I could have a, a couple more days worth of time to edit. And I would say probably half the time that we've recorded on Monday, I still haven't been able to edit till Thursday. So I still wait till the deadline is crushing <laughs> my soul before I go and make the masterpiece that is Catching Foxes. But uh, could you do it any other way, though? I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like I'm, I'm coming around to your point. There are times, though, where I do it a little bit more like all – so one of the things that I've done – is like my process is when we end a call and your file uploads, I immediately open up a, a logic file and I drop your file in. I drop my file in. I slap the soundtrack in there and I hit command S, save it with the number, and then I don't touch it. That means the project has been started. And in my mind, it, it, it takes away a little because I'm also battling with anxiety. I have workplace anxiety. So that just removes a chunk of that anxiety. Like, oh, you haven't started it yet? Oh, you're so behind. Well, now I'm like, oh, I have started it yet. I just need to start editing. Yeah. And it's funny. So, like, there are things like stupid hacks. Like, if you understand that you have, like, I need a deadline, and then you figure out a way for your boss to be to maybe ride you a little harder a week early so that you crank stuff out a little bit earlier. Now you have margin in case they need to review or rewrite and you're not doing everything last minute. But I I was talking with a trial lawyer and they were saying how 
when they do their opening presentation, they always have to do it the night before because they need that churn in their gut to produce their best work. Like okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with it because people have different creative processes. Yeah, and and I'm not trying to argue for like everyone should be a procrastinator and do stuff last last um, minute. I I, I just kind of wonder if I, I think there's this. I think a lot of Catholics would say that the virtuous action is to be very organized and be very prepared and almost have this you know if you will Germanic efficiency to what you are doing. But when you look at that, I actually think that's way more about production and um, power than it is about like receptivity or creation. Maybe the maybe not the uh, receptivity part. Take that out. Like the creation of like a thing that you are doing. And I okay. I don't. I don't okay. know. Like this is a thing that I have been wrestling with a bit um, about just in terms of like what's the Catholic way to work. And I think quite often we d- define it as like in terms of production, which isn't necessarily a bad thing in and of itself, but the way that it is, but it's placed within the culture, I think is absolutely destructive. Yeah. And this is why I think this is, this is why I actually think this is really important because for me, and I, I don't have this down yet. I'm trying to find a way to like, uh, like a way to work that I know like fits my, like, like fits like who I am, you know, so I, so I can be at my best. Like, like, where do you? This is kind of hard, but like, 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 where do you draw the line between dying to yourself and growing in virtue and blah blah blah, and also like understanding like how you work best. Hmm. Yeah, because you know when you start to study creativity, you realize there's things called that artist that everyone who's required to be creative does this thing called rehearsing and part of rehearsing means not working on the thing. Right. And people don't understand that. But like when I'm planning a huge technical talk, like something with theology, of the body, like I did two years ago, we covered transgenderism and um, LGBT stuff. Right. In a, in a, not really a comprehensive way, but in a much deeper way than I've ever been comfortable with. Right. Because now that – because of our show, I'm in contact with a lot more people who fit that paradigm, and they're talking to us and giving us their feedback. And so it's caused me to, like, rework things and rephrase things and think about things from a different perspective and not just dismiss, dismiss, dismiss and pretend like it doesn't exist. Um, and so my big uh, – so basically what I did was I would sit there with a Word document. I had it going, you know, because now I'm at work and not on my beautiful iMac at home. And I would sit there and – like they talk about like, okay, so I did all the studying. I did all the reading. I did all the marking. I did all the making notes because I'm a big reader and note taker when I read. And then it's like, okay, now I need to produce my original thing. I'm going to go watch YouTube. I need to go for a walk. I So I would get up and go walk around my church and pray the rosary. I would go and do mm-hmm. all these different things. But it's allowing – and it, scientists have studied this stuff. It allows your subconscious – the freedom to work on a problem. I mean, scientists do this, right? Doctors do this. Creative professionals do this. And normal business people thinking about problem solving, we do this where it's like we have to focus on something other than the problem in order for our brain to work out a solution to the problem. But in creativity, it looks like, hey, you got a deadline and you're just goofing off. I mean, Mad Men captured that, right? Mm-hmm. What would he do? 
He would try to think about something. He would think super hard, and then he'd go take a nap and drink. Yeah, he sure <laughs> did. He would he go sure and watch did. a movie to clear out the cobwebs or just take a nap after hitting on your secretary. Yeah. I mean, I do that. Ah, love that. Go to the movies. So much. Go, go to, to the, the movies. movies. Yeah. yeah. No, it, yeah, you know, I um like a f- like um one idea that I had for work that ended up being a really big thing. I had walking around the area out at out of like Cincinnati um where my dad's side of the family is from, where my dad was born. I just never had to spend any time there, and I was getting annoyed with um just I just needed to get out of the office, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna go to Reading, I'm gonna, I'm going to walk around and just see where the hell I'm from, and so I went and did that, and then got this idea that became a really big thing. Um, was that the origin of your dating doesn't have to suck, but it probably will? <laughs> no, no, no. That's called my tears. Oh, um, that's right. That's called a tub of ice cream. <laughs> no, that's where I thought of the oh of, my gosh. Um, the via missionaries. Hmm? Luke. What? what? Luke. What? I was looking for a document <laughs> on my MacBook Air. So my MacBook Air is like eight years old. And I hit command space bar and I typed in, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what it was. And oh, oh Luke, an email from you. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> from 2010. Oh no, I don't like where this is going. I don't yes. like where this is going at all. Voldemort herself was the subject. I don't like where this is going. Of an email from to, from you to me, John, and Adam. <laughs> and it was Why did so... you save it? Was it oh it was, it was it was just in mail? I don't I guess, yeah. And I don't open mail. I don't use Apple mail. I use <laughs> Gmail. So How did buried. this happen? <laughs> and it, I saw it today and I was like what do I do? What do I do? <laughs> Post it to Patreon. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Luke, it was so tortured. How do I find old spotlight searches? What was I looking for? <laughs> oh, Luke, it was so. Oh my gosh, it was so funny. Oh, <laughs> it was so. Your pain is so funny. <laughs> your pain is so funny. That's great, guys. Thanks, guys. I'm, to... I'm saying this like I'm talking to you, John and Adam, right now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm searching now. <laughs> I, I really want to hear this. Okay. You ready? Yeah. Pardon any misspellings. I was in a very emotional state. <laughs> okay. I'm going to read this to you. So, folks, I might have to edit out if I get too personal. Yeah. You, yeah. You might have to blurb out some names. Yeah. Here. Yeah. May 3rd, 2010 at okay. 5.57 a.m. Okay. So, that's probably f- uh, your time or my time? Uh, CMD. Yeah, it's on my time. So this is at four uh, four a.m. No, no, six a.m. Six a.m. or six, seven a.m. No, 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 no. I was in California. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So this is like three a.m. Three. Oh God. Three fifty-seven. <laughs> oh, the subject this, is what day prayer. of the week was this? Did it say? May third, whatever that was. Okay. The subject is prayer. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, I desperately need your prayers. <laughs> I'm 27 years old. <laughs> <laughs> this breakup with she who shall not be named. Okay, is, keep in mind this is 2010. We broke up how many times before that? Like 30 or 40? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easily. Okay, sorry. Keep going. This breakup with she who shall not be named is destroying me. 
I have no desire to be with her, but for some reason I'm being ripped apart inside. About an hour ago, I saw so-and-so's Facebook picture on my Facebook wall, and it was of her and she who shall not be named. It shook me up so, so effing badly. I'm literally in shock about it. I was crying so hard that at one point in time, I had thought the only way this would all end is if I died. <laughs> I remember I'm not this. suicidal. I remember I this. My, yeah. I love my life. But this shit is getting insane. Uh, sure is. Going, <laughs> 2010, Luke. It sure is. It gets better, buddy. You're going to date someone who was a Carmelite. I was going to counseling to deal with stuff with my dad and my relationship with she who shall not be named. I have an appointment next week. I'm so sorry to shove all of this on you, but I just feel like I have no one else to turn to with she who shall not be named out of my life. And I don't want to put this on my family. You guys are all that I have. I miss you guys so much. Luke sent from my iPhone. (laughs) I remember that night. I remember this. <laughs> That's what happens when you stay up watching illegal torrents that you downloaded on your PlayStation 3. Um, this is like I was downloading Dexter and a lot, like just like Dexter and uh, I think Mad Men. When I first started to watch Mad Men, all these different TV shows, and I would just stay up late and get all sad. Oh my gosh, Luke. What are we going to do? Shook all that because I saw a picture. Yep. <laughs> Now I know how to find it. I just do a search on my Mac for Luke and her name. (laughs) (laughs) It's just email after email. People, you can find this in the show notes at (laughs) catchingfoxes.fm or on whatever podcast player of choice you use. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) 